Welcome in to the Pursuit of Manliness podcast, where we are vigorously equipping men to pursue biblical manliness. My name is Jarrett Samuels. I'm the host of the podcast. Men, as always, thank you for taking time and checking out this show. If you are watching this on YouTube or you're listening on iTunes or Spotify or, or you're catching a clip on you know Instagram or Facebook or whatever, whatever uh, you know, as always, thank you for checking it out. But it probably looks and sounds a little bit different right now. Um, and, and it will be probably for a few weeks on Saturday night, Saturday afternoon, uh, we made a decision like, you know what, it's just not sustainable for the long haul. And I believe Pursuit of Manliness is in it for the long haul to keep um, the, the main hub of the operation out here in the garage. The garage is not climate controlled or anything like that. And I, I never grew up in a climate controlled garage, so I don't foresee that happening. But when it comes to uh, product and gear being out here and processing orders, uh, the, the equipment that's required to process orders, like a printer, a scale, et cetera, computer, monitor, all, all those things. Um, you know, and, and it, there's a lot of variables out here when it comes to the weather, when it comes to rain, when it moisture, I have a dehumidifier that runs a lot to make sure it stays as dry as we can. Um, even having the door up, leaving the door up, my kids come in and out. We got a lot of gear here and stuff. And so, uh, that, and then the equipment, you know, camera, microphone, et cetera. I'm, I don't have a lot of fancy stuff, but what I do have, I'd like to take care of it to the best of my ability. So we decided we're moving, um, we move the main hub inside. I don't want you to think I'm going soft. There'll still be a lot of things that will happen right here in this spot. Um, the out in, out in the garage videos on Friday will still be recorded right here. Uh, for the short term, at least, podcasts will be recorded right here because um, it's going to take a while to get all that where it, it looks a little more presentable. Uh, but it's already very pragmatic as far as using it. You know, um, I, I, yesterday I was there quite a bit doing some things and again, getting orders, processing orders and, um, you know, which is all a really uh, a blessing to have that, that privilege to do that. And then bringing my kids in on that as well. They've, they've been helping with that to some degree. Um, all, all three of them, matter of fact. So, uh, it, it's a little easier to say, Hey, I need you guys to do this and I'll pay you, um, when it's, when it's in, in the house and we can see it and, and, and again, take care of what we have. What I, I take pride in what I ship to you guys. Um, that's why I bag like shirts separately, most of them and stuff. So, um, I do that because I, I want it to mean something when it gets to your house. So with all that said, I want to dive in today's podcast. We have some guests coming up. Um, we, we've had some, but we have more coming up, but I felt like this is a conversation I want to have with you today. I felt like today was the right day for this. Uh, just this last week, I released uh, a quiet life, you know, um, a shirt. I have a long sleeve shirt and a short sleeve shirt. And um, I got to be honest, I, I'd love to sell shirts. I love to sell them to you guys. But what I'd really love to do is see a change in your life uh, or hear about a change in your life. And, and a lot of times I do get to hear that. Um, whether we're on a marriage call on Zoom and a wife is talking about seeing something different in her husband or you know, you guys sharing what someone has said to you. Uh, we have some testimonials about tribes, some things that ladies have said, wives have said about you know, their husbands. Or you know, I want them to have you know, a better equipped man of God in their life. And, and this verse to me that I'm going to talk about, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 11 and 12, has is, is just become... You know, to me, just an an anchor for my soul in many ways. Like this, this is what to me encompasses how God wired me, and I believe it encompasses how God wired you as well. I say that because when I share this verse, whether it's a podcast format like this, a video, an Instagram post, a teaching, you know, I get done teaching, someone will walk up to me. Um, it it is almost. Um, you know, 100% of the time, 
that someone responds with, whether they come up to me or responds through email or whatever, that, you know what, that verse is my verse too, or you know what, I've been hanging on that, or I, I love that verse. Like there's just something about, isn't there just something about certain verses in the Bible that just hits you in a different way? Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a natural introvert, lone wolf. I know that probably doesn't make sense with what I do and, and stuff, but that, that's just how it is. And so for me, my draw is more of this, what we're going to talk about. Um, but there's, there's this proverbial tension. So let me read the verse to start with. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, 11 and 12 says, Aspire to live quietly, mind your own affairs, and work with your hands as we instructed you, so that you may walk properly before outsiders and be dependent upon nobody. This is Paul writing to the church of Thessalonica. He's imploring them to aspire. He says, you know, find it of honor to do these things. Find it reputable to, to live this way. And again, my natural inclination is that way. When I started the pursuit of manliness, as I said, it started in December of 2015. And it, it was like basically creating a Facebook and a Twitter and an Instagram and a Weebly page and just trying to figure out, okay, what are we really going to do? And you have this idea in your mind, but nothing's really happening. I mean, you might, I think I made a few posts maybe. I know on midnight on January 1st, you know, what was that? 2016, I made a post, you know, and I thought like the world was sitting around waiting for my, my tweet or whatever. Um, and so that, that was really my approach. And so for about the first six to seven months of the pursuit of manliness, there's probably just a handful of people that knew that that's what I was doing. One, I didn't feel overly confident to do something like this. But number two, uh, again, my natural inclination is, you know, I, I, I don't need to be the celebrity. As a matter of fact, I think that's a dangerous place to be. I'd love to have influence. I want to influence people in the right way. I'd love to make an impact on their life, but I don't, I don't need, I, I'm not looking for the blue check mark or anything of that nature. So for me, for the first seven months, it was pretty uh, anonymous. And then I started a podcast sometime, I think in July of 2016. I could be wrong on that. Um, feels like that's roughly when it was. And, and I've said before, my first guest, friend of mine, Jim Mayhew, you know, the first question I asked him, he says, you know what, Jared? And he went into the answer and I thought, I don't even know how to edit this thing. Like, I don't even know how to edit audio out, so I can't even cut out, you know what, Jarrett, out of the podcast. So I thought, well, here we go. And so I be, started to become a little more like, okay, this is what I do. And uh, still didn't do video and stuff and uh, for, for a lot of reasons. I remember the first time I made a video, I think I was in my car, and I was driving like a lot of guys do, make videos in their cars. And I thought, I'm going to throw up. Like, I, I don't even want to do this. you know. And I, I think I had a few notes taped to my phone or something. So I could try to remember what I said. And I, I don't know if that video is still out there, but I, I would imagine in my sunglasses, you could probably see a Post-it note somewhere. Um, so that, that was the approach. Now, the challenge is when you try to put out content like this, I didn't realize this at the time, but there's a lot of men's groups doing this. There's a lot of men's movements, a lot of men's accounts. <clears throat> and so what happens is you feel like you have to do something to stand out. And I can get pretty fired up. You know, I'm not um, William Moss, but I don't mind going Braveheart and getting pretty fired up about certain things. And as a minister, there are certain things that really frustrate me. And I thought, well, this is the platform that I can kind of vent it or share it to men in a way that I probably couldn't do it on a Sunday morning. And so I tried to do that. And then what happened was I felt like I was really trying to um, box above my weight. Okay, I'm trying to get into a different weight. And that's not, it wasn't who I am. And it became exhausting. And I remember telling my wife at some point in 2019, you know, I think I'm going to take a break from this. I'm just tired. And, you know, and, um, and I had, you know, I had had moments where I got a little tired, even like in the early first year of doing a podcast, I'm like, man, this is like every week and all this. So I took the break late 2019, December, 2019. I don't think I put out, I didn't do anything. And not that you guys missed me. I'm just telling you, I didn't do anything and kind of had a reset when I came back, ironically, January, 2020, 
uh, I felt very uh, refreshed. I felt like I had a new perspective and a new focus. And uh, this this verse was such an anchor to that. March of 2020, as you know, a lot of things were unraveling uh, when it came to COVID. It came to a pandemic, uh, politics, race, etc. And uh, you know, I, I think again, <clears throat> feeling like you know what, I need to weigh in on this. I need to say something about this. And so I started. You know, trying to feel like it was a responsibility of mine to implore people to to remain faithful, remain focused, to to um, you know keep their focus on Jesus, to to live like they have a hope. And and I remember getting really, really angry and frustrated, really angry and frustrated, where it was almost like physically exhausting. And you would see people that you, you would see what they would post or what they would do or how they would respond, and you'd look at them and say. We have a hope in Christ. Like, you know, so I felt like there again, I had to keep ramping it up. And it just hit me one day, a couple months into this debacle of 2020, um, that started off so good. It hit me, you know, one day, I think it was around May. And I just said, what are you doing? I, I, I'm done trying to, to compete with the masses. I'm done trying to compete with the voices. This isn't who you are anyways. What are you doing? And I came home, and uh, there's a picture. It was a Facebook profile picture. You've probably seen it at some point. It's me um, in my hunting boots, sweatpants, a camo zip-up jacket, a stocking cap, sunglasses, and a coffee. So when I worked from home during those couple months, that was the attire every day. I rotated the sweatpants occasionally, but that was what I wore every day because it just worked. Uh, hunting boots, my feet didn't get cold. It was perfect. The jacket had the right pockets, if you know. And... Uh, I just and there's a picture of me standing in my driveway or my garage and and um, I, I when I got that picture I just, I posted on Facebook it's just me saying I'm done I'm done and people laugh at it mock I, it, to me there's a personal connection to it because I I know in that moment when that picture was taken it was me standing there saying I'm I'm not living like this no more and what I realized was you know what you have a message and you have a method but I don't need to compete with the masses. I'm not going to do that anymore. And, and to the best of my ability, I haven't done that. To the best of my ability, I've tried to stay focused. That doesn't mean I don't get fired up. But I, don't get, I don't every once in a while have a post and I think I'm going to post and, and then delete it later on. Or but for the most part, this is the anchor. Aspire to live quietly. That's what I want to do. Quietly to me is quieting your mind and your soul. I'm not talking about necessarily when I'm out with Pete, you know, I don't sit there and I don't say a word. What's the matter with Jared? He's living quietly. He's aspiring to live quietly. No, I'm talking about I'm going to quiet my heart, quiet my mind, quiet my soul, and I'm going to do things that do that. To me, getting outside does that. I, I struggle this time of year. Um, I don't struggle with depression necessarily. I, just str I struggle with being very antsy agitated. I want to spend money. <clears throat> I want to buy things that I think I'll use once the weather gets nice so I can go out there and use it. And it just drives me crazy. I told my wife yesterday, I said, I need it to not be windy for about five minutes because I just want to start a fire. I just want to start a good fire in our backyard. We can't when El Nino is blowing through all the time. So uh, I get real antsy, real agitated. So for me, quieting, living a quiet life is quieting You know, my mind, getting outside. Reading books is really good for me. Uh, turning the TV off listening to certain kinds of music. I don't listen to anything current, but listening to certain kinds of music, quiet my mind, just sitting in a camping chair in my driveway, just looking out the, dri out the driveway, drinking a cup of coffee. You know, I want to aspire. I want to see, see it as a raise the standard in my life, aspiring to live a quiet life. 
I know when I get away, we're going to go here hiking a little bit. When I go hike or get away or we go camping or whatever, it's a lot of work and it's exhausting. And sometimes when I'm getting there and I'm thinking, what are you doing? You could have just stayed home. But once you get there, you're like, yes, it quiets my soul. So I'm going to aspire to live quietly. That's internal for me. I want to mind my own affairs. You know what would happen if we all minded our own affairs? If we all would mind our own affairs. I had someone say to me once, they were upset. Um, why do you say things about mask, but you don't say things about you know race or whatever? And I said, to me, mask is a hope issue. Race and those things are a heart issue. You can argue that all day long, that's fine. If you want to wear a mask, I'm okay with that. If you feel like you need to wear a mask, I'm more than okay with that. Please do. If you have health issues, please take all the precautions necessary. Absolutely. But when you tell me you must do these things, be careful when you're okay with that. Because I read in Scripture, there were people who said, you must kill your child if they're a boy. You must kill your child if they're two years older or younger. You say, oh, that, that, that wouldn't happen today. Be careful when people say you must do these things. That's all I'm saying. But we talk about race, we talk about politics, we talk about those things. To me, that's more of a heart issue. That's a heart issue that I need God to transform my heart. I need Him to, I need the Holy Spirit to do a work on me. If there's something in me that's wrong, that's off, or we're treating each other wrong, I need God to work on my heart. I can do things outside of, and that's what the mask is. The mask is something visible. You say, you're either with me or against me based on what you have on your face or don't have on your face. I think that's wrong. I think it's wrong to treat people like that. And so I said, well, I'm, I'm done arguing about that. That doesn't mean I haven't shared an opinion. That doesn't mean someone hasn't, you know, we haven't had a DM conversation, absolutely. But for the most part, do what you want. But I don't, I don't want you telling me how, what I have to do. Because again, Christian, read your Bible. When things were, were mandated, it said you must do this or death will be certain or whatever. It wasn't good. So let's read on. Aspire to live quietly, mind your own affairs, mind your business, right? And work with your hands. Now, I'm the first to admit, I don't feel like I'm handy at all. I didn't get that skill. It wasn't passed on to me. It's not part of the, 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 the gene pool that I got, okay? I'm not handy. And when I do things, it's, it's, it's marginal at best. I don't, I don't possess that work with your hands skill as far as building things. Like, you know, um, I remember my daughter needed this volleyball board built, or she would like for me to build that board. And once I saw it, I said, you can't be serious, but I know who can. And he made a phenomenal board, right? Dark water wood. So uh, you, I, I know people that can. Comes to your vehicle. Man, I don't know hardly anything about vehicles. But I know who does. Right. So does that mean I get a pass to say, you know what, because I have some friends who are skilled in these areas in plumbing, roofing, whatever, then I can just kind of phone it in and go, well, I can't work with my hands, but they can. No, you can work with your hands in a lot of different ways. What this tells me is you better be productive and you better give more than you take. So in some ways, this is a way that I work with my hands. When this is done, I'll go in, I'll put it on my computer, I'll edit it, I'll add some music to it, I'll add some images to it, I'll, I'll upload it, I create like a description and stuff. Like, it's tedious, but you know what? It's working with your hands. When I write messages or write content and stuff, and in many ways that's, that's working with my hands. You know, when I go to a school or go to you know, a church somewhere and speak and stuff, in some ways that's me working with my hands. I do what some other people can't do or don't want to do. And they do some things that I can't do and don't want to do. And see, it just we all, we all work better together. But working with your hands doesn't mean 
I just sit in the corner of my garage and I hoard all my gifts, talents, and abilities. Jesus told a parable about that. Jesus taught about that. And we're not to bury these things in the sand and say, well, it's mine and it's just what I do. Listen, I don't think every hobby is for the world. Okay, I don't think every time you're into something, everyone in the world has to know about it. I don't think that at all. But I, I do believe God has given you a skill set that you can use for His glory. I don't have to get my purpose for my skill set. I don't have to get my identity for my skill set. But I can use my skill set in any means possible for the glory of God. I mean, I've seen people do some things that I, I don't know if I'd ever want to do it. But I'd say, man, you're a Christian, you love Jesus, and I bet you do that to the glory of God. I don't care if it's, it's cleaning the floor. I don't care if it's, it's tossing french fries. I don't care if it, whatever it is. I've seen people who can drive like semis and buses and trucks and stuff, and they do it to move people or move product. And I'm saying, thank you, Jesus, that you guys do that. One, you love Jesus. You can stay awake. You're a good dude, and I imagine when you arrive at those places, they get to encounter a lot of people who aren't real pleasant. And if you're a bus driver and you're hauling people, man, praise the Lord for that. I'd fall asleep in two hours. I I couldn't make it as far as you, but you're working with your hands. Aspire to live quietly. Quiet your soul. Quiet your mind. Mind your own affairs. You don't need to tell the world everything about everything. Something happened yesterday in college basketball. I don't need to weigh in on it. Doesn't matter my opinion. The world doesn't need to know my opinion. Something happened in politics recently. You don't need my opinion. You don't need to know everything. And I don't either because all it does is anger me. Work with your hands as we instructed you so that you may walk properly before outsiders. People are always watching you. I'm not trying to make you paranoid. I'm not trying to make you narcissistic. But somebody's always watching you. It's just the way it is. You know. Because you've had a conversation with someone one time and a name come up inadvertently, you know, so-and-so that does this and you're, oh yeah, man. Yeah. And you immediately start to process in your mind the character, your interactions, your awareness, what you've heard that individual. It's our natural human intent. It's what we do. Someone's always watching, walking properly among outsiders. I want someone to look at my life and say, there's something different about that guy. He's not caught up in everything that's going on. He doesn't put a sign in the front yard every time there's something going on. He doesn't have to be on the megaphone yelling at everybody about what they're doing. He doesn't have to weigh in on everything that happens in our world every time a celebrity does something, a politician does something, every time... Nope. He doesn't have to weigh in on it. You know why? He's already quieted his soul and his mind. He says, no, it ain't ain't the most important thing. Oh, I have lots, lots of interactions with people. I don't want to sell you on, you know, I'm just hanging out here, you know, in my house, shutting the door, pulling the blinds down, going, well, I'm just living a quiet life, minding my own affairs, being dependent upon nobody. Nope. Well, I come in contact with a lot of people. And there's a lot of people that don't like what I have to say or don't like, you know, me or don't like my approach. I'm okay with that. Because it starts with me finding my identity and who I'm created in. God gave me my DNA. Genesis 1, 26, 27. Like, he already took care of that. So I don't have to, I don't have to argue over that. I quiet my mind, I quiet my soul, I look for ways to mentally and physically go off the grid at times. I don't live off the grid, I go off the grid at times. There are times around the house that I'll just think in my mind, you're off the grid here. We're going to do some things that isn't connected to everybody all the time. Quiet in my mind, mind my own affairs, work with my hands, and be dependent upon nobody. I'm solely dependent on the Almighty. I'm dependent that he sent his son Jesus to redeem me because I'm a sinner. I need forgiveness of my sins. I've I've lived in direct rebellion towards God. I've done a lot of things that I'm I'm not proud of, that I need forgiveness for. 
I've surrendered my life to Jesus. I've been buried with Christ. I'm raised to walk in a new life. God's Spirit lives and dwells in me. The Holy Spirit is sanctifying me, making me more like Jesus, less like myself every single day. I don't want to... I don't want to quench the Holy Spirit. I don't want to. I don't want to shut the Holy Spirit out. I need the Holy Spirit to direct me. So I am solely dependent on the Almighty. I'm dependent that He has given me immortality through Jesus Christ. I will live forever with Him. That Jesus is preparing a place for us. That Jesus is um, in the business of, of again restoring us, redeeming us, reconciling us, interceding for me, interceding for you right now. I'm dependent on my wife to a degree. For love, affection, it, we, we help make each other better. We're helping each other get to Jesus. I'm dependent upon my children in some form or fashion. Uh, that They live in my home. Someday that will change. But I don't get my happiness, my joy, my identity from those relationships. I'm dependent on the, upon the men and tribe in some way. I've reached out to them with some things and said, hey, I need you to pray for me about this or I need you to, I need you to hold me to this. I, I remember a couple years ago having, saying, I'm, I'm going to do this every night at 8.30. And every night at 8.30, a, a friend would text. He'd say, how'd it go tonight? And it was to read the Bible with my kids. You know, so I'm dependent upon those to, to, a, to a degree. I, I'm dependent upon where I work, that they'll put money in the, the bank so I can keep paying. But if any of those things ever changed, outside of the Almighty, I can't just lay around and say, well, Got my feelings hurt. Got my legs taken out. You got to get up. We were pretty dependent upon the grocery stores to always have food on the shelves for quite a while, weren't we? I think you've learned in the last couple of years that may not always be the case. Pretty dependent upon there always be gas at the gas stations, electricity piping through those giant tubes that are run above ground or below ground, wherever you live. We're pretty dependent that we would always have certain resources. Pretty dependent that we would always have certain freedoms and stuff. I think we've learned in the last couple of years that man, that ain't always the case. So I want to be dependent upon nobody. That Again, that isn't me saying it's me versus the world. What that is telling me is I want to be prepared for what I need to be prepared for. And because I do, I prepare, because I'm willing to get up and work. Hey, listen, I'll give you an example. The place where I work does not provide any form of insurance, retirement, or nothing. So I decide if I'm going to have that, and I do, then I need to work for that. I need to, I need, I'm going to have to pay for that. So how am I going to pay for that? I need to figure out how that, so I, we don't have health insurance, but we do. We don't have it from where I work, so I have to go out and get it myself, or I have to go out and get my own retirement, my own, all, all these things. We have no, and I'm not saying like, poor me, I'm just telling you, like, maybe you have some of that where you work. We don't. So if I'm going to have it, I have to go get it. If, I'm, if I'm, my kids are going to have tuition, or they're going to have, that, we have to go get it. We're not going to be dependent upon people. There's a lot of people in this world who are dependent upon other people. Whether it's emotional dependence, they bring me my joy, whoever's in office, Either raises my emotion or ruins my emotion. Yeah, I get it. I get it. But that should not affect your Monday. That should not affect your break room. I mean, in the last, what, eight years, we've had presidents from two different parties. I don't know how many parties there are, but at least two. And I remember in 2016, people's social media. I remember 2020, people's social media. I'm not dependent upon that. I'm not dependent upon any of those things. I, I figure I, I have to figure these things out. And I remember telling my wife, because I didn't feel very prepared in March of 2020. I said, if we ever, if we ever have a situation like this again, I will never be caught like this. And I'm not. And, and that's, that's the goal. I don't want to depend on people. And I want to implore you, don't depend on people. I, I need an accountability partner. You need to be accountable to yourself first. 
Okay. I need to, you know, I, I, I don't have, or I don't have anywhere to hunt myself. Okay. I, I don't, and I'm, I'm a terrible fisherman, but there are places that you, you can get food. You can get, you can, you can find a hunter. You can find people that own a cow and you can buy a portion of a cow. You can do these things to be prepared. And I'm not just talking about you know, an apocalypse that everything implodes. I'm talking about what kind of preparations have you made spiritually for yourself? Because when something, when something crashes around you, you pull, you dig into that well, whatever you got spiritually, there's nothing there. The bucket comes up with nothing. And then you respond however you're going to respond. So spiritually, are you there? Relationally, are you there? I'm not dependent on people relationally, no, but I'm going to seek out relationships that are very intentional and strategic so that when I need those things, they're there. And I have regular conversations with these guys. A lot of them. All the, and so I'm imploring you, be dependent upon nobody. If you're the guy that sits on the sideline and waits for people to come to you with food and friendship, you're going to be in a bad way. You are going to be a sad, miserable guy, and nobody's going to want any part of that. I want to go back to this. I want to read this as we begin to wrap up. Aspire to live quietly, to mind your own affairs, and work with your hands as we instructed you so that you may walk properly before outsiders and be dependent upon nobody. The pursuit of manliness is different from a lot of other man things. I don't run ads. I don't run gimmicks. I don't post in third person. I don't tag 22 people in my post so they can like it and share it and hopefully they notice it. I don't pretend like I have an assistant. It's this. I don't do a lot of the things that other people do and I'm not going to yell in a lot of the ways a lot of people yell and I'm not going to weigh in on a lot of things that people weigh in. That doesn't make me better. It makes it different. That's all I'm saying. This is the approach that the Lord has given me. Aspire to live a quiet life. Mind your own affairs. Work with your hands. Be dependent upon nobody. That's the approach I'm taking. That's the approach that the Lord has continued to refine with this movement, the pursuit of manliness. It started out as me in a coffee shop in Iowa trying to figure out how do I need to grow? What does this look like? And while I'm growing, could I possibly help a few other guys grow as well? And God has sent an exceedingly great army to the pursuit of manliness. I, I don't know if you fall in one of these camps, but we have a lot of military or ex-military. We have a lot of responders, first responder guys, whether that's police, fire, whatever. Um, we have a lot of blue-collar guys. We're just regular men. We're regular men. We're not, we're not yelling at the moon every time something happens. We're not, no, we're just regular guys who love Jesus. We don't have it figured out, but doggone it, we're trying. And so as my wife and I have, have and, and I'm limited in my abilities, but being, looking at creating some uh, fresh uh, designs for shirts and patches and things, you know, as we look at the 2022, I told her, I was like, I just keep going back to a quiet life. And I didn't know what that looked like. And so this week, this past week, I launched uh, a quiet life. And I said, this is going to be, uh, this is going to be a, a movement in and of itself within the pursuit of manliness. This is going to be something that you're going to see developed. It's, there's going to be videos for it, weekly videos. That's the goal. I haven't got to that yet, but that's the goal. On Wednesdays, there'll be a quiet life video. Uh, there's, there's a patch that will be coming with a design that I'm really looking forward to. Uh, we have, I said, two shirts that are available, long sleeve, short sleeve. It's a pre-order right now. Uh, listen, man, the reality is this. I'm not trying to sell you on gear. I'm not. I love it when you buy gear. 
I, I really like when I see your gear, when you're in pictures, like with your wife or you're with people, I'm like, man, that's cool. He, he wore that because when I put, when I create these designs, I always try to think of the guys that I know by the, the gear and would they be willing to wear this into work, you know, hunting trips or whatever, would they be willing to wear this? And if, if not, then I'm, I'm not going to make it, you know, I'm not going to create it. What's the point of that? So I, I love when you buy gear. You support this ministry, this movement, but I, I hope it's, it's, it's inspiring you to, to live this out as well. But beyond that, I would love for you to really consider 1 Thessalonians 4, 11, and 12. This verse doesn't save you. This verse is a way that we can live our life. As, as a man of God who's been redeemed by the blood of Jesus, this is how I'm going to live my life to the best of my ability. I had this conversation with my kids recently in the car as we were going home about this idea of a quiet life what does that look like and it was interesting to hear them talk about this you know, i got a high schooler i got a junior higher and i got an elementary kid and just their perspective on this that how it's contrary to everything they're experiencing when they're in, in school and teachers and everyone's always talking about things and i said absolutely it's different when you don't have to be that person isn't it and as i consider that i think of two things number one in the next you know month or so i'm going to have uh, some young men on the podcast uh, one of them uh, is, is two of the guys are down in down in Mississippi. One of them is out in Arizona, I believe. Two are in high school, one's in college. They both have podcast. They both have things that they're doing, and I, I'm bringing them on because I, I'm an, I'm encouraged that young men are doing this. And what I see is they're watching us, men. They're watching what we post. They're watching what we create. They're watching what we do. And we want to implore them, be faithful, be focused. And we want to help them follow our lead. Let's be the point men for that. Let's chart the course. Let's, let's fight the right battles. Let's do it in the right way with the right approach. Who knows? The, the, the battle's going to look different for them. But I hope it's a little bit better after, because, they, because they are in, in our shadows in some aspects. And as I said before, the, the gear... I hope when you wear it, I hope guys see that there is something different about you. Please don't go into work and start yelling at guys about your politics with a quiet life shirt on, okay? Please don't do that. And so that idea of a quiet life, whether it's a patch, a shirt, a video, whatever, like my kids were saying, it's countercultural to everything that we're experiencing right now, right? But that's what the Christian life is. We are called to live a life that is set apart. We're called to live different. We're called to give more than we take. We are called to take care of our address first. We're called to invest in the lives of others. I will never get the opportunity to invest in the life of other people if I'm always yelling at them. If I weigh in on everything. If I share everything. If everything matters, then nothing matters. So we need to figure out, what's the most important thing in this life? What do I want to be known for? What kind of impact do I want to make on the people right now and those who are going to follow after me? And more importantly than all that, someday I'm going to give an account for my life. How I use my time, how I use my words, how I use my resources. I want to be able to stand before God and say, I did it to the best of my ability. Amen. So guys, I appreciate you listening to this podcast, watching this podcast. Again, a lot of changes. Subtle, maybe, uh, for the pursuit of manliness as far as just refining you know, the sustainability moving forward. 
uh, man, I'm really excited about a quiet life. I would consider you. I would encourage you to consider going to thepursuitofmanliness.com. You can see what's available in the gear store. The gear is really limited right now because again, we're trying to refresh it and kind of um, give you know want something new in there. Don't want to have. Don't want to be redundant. Sign up for the email newsletter. I appreciate you men that do that to the best of my ability. I try to send something out that just is a, a raise the standard type thing. Like hey, so what what I want you to know about. Don't spam me or anything. Uh, check out our social media. It's a good place to start. YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. Those are easy things. You just click subscribe or follow and you can stay up to date. Join our closed Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash pursuit of manliness. We have a couple series that you can consider. One more round, building better men together. Those are things that you can take some men through. You can do it in your garage. If you got climate control garage, you can do it in your house, you can do it in your backyard, you can do it in your church, wherever. Um, they're all video based. I send you the, the, the links and the, the PDF to discuss that. I've had a number of men's groups go through those, which I'm, man, I'm really encouraged by. We have Point Man, which is a resource that you can sit down in your home, you and your wife, you and some guys if you want, uh, you and your kids. It's written really for men to try to lead their family spiritually, especially if you've never done it before. It's a great resource, I think, to get you started. Um, and then after that, when we get into April, we're going to start promoting Tribe again. And uh, that, that, that to me is the strongest testament of this idea of aspiring to live a quiet life is, you know, we have, you know, 120 some guys right now in tribe and um, I don't know how many of them are engaged. It's inevitable. I can hear things. Some guys fall off, but the guys that lean in, the guys that show up, the guys that are, are willing to, to, to be on this journey, I, I guarantee they build authentic friendships. And that's what most of us deep inside of our heart really covet. And uh, it's there. So I would encourage you to check out tribe. On the website not available to sign up yet but it will be uh, about a month or so so men thanks for listening thanks for watching and let's keep pursuing biblical manliness mm -hmm.